Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. I am Kai Graham and welcome to my podcast, Parent Toolbox, which is specifically designed to equip parents with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Parent Toolbox podcast. I am so glad you're here. At time of recording, we are in week two of lockdown. We are going through, as as every country is, we are going through the coronavirus. And it's hard work for many of us. So this episode, episode four, is all about taking care of you. Because I know you've heard it before, and this this will be to many might sound like a bit of a cracked record, but you cannot draw from an empty well, and it is so important that you look after yourself. And if you are a parent who is homeschooling their kids, or or maybe you're not, but you've still got kids at home, it really can be quite hard to put yourself first. We tend to make sure that everyone's needs are above ours, and we tend to make sure that everyone else's um, well-being is our responsibility. And what we forget is that our own well-being is also our responsibility. When we travel, and I know many of us and majority of us are unable to do so at the minute, but do you remember when you were on an aeroplane? And the safety announcement was, if indeed you should touch down on water, please take the oxygen mask and put it on yourself first. There is a reason for this. Is if you start getting a fuddled brain, if you are think, you know, if you're suddenly panicking and all over the place, if you are unable to function properly, how the heck are you going to be able to look after your nearest and dearest? So I guess. The situation that we're in at the minute is that metaphorical plane. We are needing to make sure that we have the oxygen mask on first, because if we are in a funk, if we have lost our mojo, if we are panicking, then believe you me, the rest of the family feels it just as much. So have a think. What is it that you're doing to look after yourself? What are you doing to bring the sparkle back? Because I tell you what, when we're sitting here and this is only week two, but after maybe a few more days, a few more weeks of self-isolation, it really is, unless we do anything about it, it's going to start feeling like Groundhog Day. So we need to find the self-care fixes that fix us the best. And my self-care fix is not going to be yours. So I can give you a wonderful list, which actually I'm, I'm going to sort of do a bit of that so that you are able, you know, maybe it'll jog your memory or maybe it'll sort of spark a bit of, oh, a bit of interest. And you'll think, I haven't tried that. Maybe I should. But it's really worth you finding out what your self-care fixes are. 
and also planning them, planning them in advance and actually, dare I say it, putting them in the diary because that then increases the chances of them happening. So let's have a think. What I do suggest is that there are a number of sort of um, self-care fixes, as I keep on saying, or maybe sort of um, little habits that you want to get into, but they fall into about three categories, or that's the way I sort of allow them to fall. Number one is personal growth. Number two is creating a healthy mind. And number three is creating a healthy body. I think what tends to happen when we sort of are spending so much time in close proximity with lots of other people and indeed within the four walls of our home that, um, as I mentioned, every day sort of blends into another. And so it's a matter of trying to find activities, trying to find things that actually stretch us, that actually um, push our sort of physical and mental boundaries as well. I I suggest it might be worth doing something like trying to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Because the thing is, is I think familiarity breeds contempt a bit. And what we need to do is to try and find things that do indeed sort of stretch us and push us out of our comfort zone. So that might be creating a new habit, creating, um, it's sort of embarking on a new hobby. Maybe you've always wanted to learn the guitar. Maybe you've always wanted to learn another language. Maybe you want to do yoga instead of Pilates. Do you know what I mean? So it's finding something that's sort of pushing you a little bit further so that you are doing something new because that creates, um, it just creates a little bit, a bit of interest throughout the day. Um, I am doing this podcast. This is new to me. Um, so I'm learning. I am a bit flying by the seat of my pants because I want, want to get it out as quickly as possible. But it's sort of stretching me. It's, it's making me interested in sort of different things, which is really sort of something that I thrive on. So I don't know, maybe you want to do watercolours or maybe just try and think of the things that you have always wanted to do that this opportunity of staying sort of at home and having so much time on your hands might just be um, the opportunity for you to be able to do something different. Many people, I know that the Open University, are doing free courses. So maybe you'd like to do something like that. Maybe, you know, a psychology course or a history of art course or something else to um, add to your CV from a business point of view. So it's working out those sort of things that really push you and stretch you that little bit further. I think the thing is, is to do something that motivates you. It's all very well sort of, you know, hearing sort of one person sort of say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really sort of, you know, I'm doing watercolours. And actually the very thought of doing art sort of sends you cold. Well, you know, or maybe you, you sort of really can't be bothered to learn Spanish because that's really not on your radar. But I think the thing is, is to find the things that motivate you. It's a bit like when we say to our kids and they're choosing sort of, you know, their subject choices at school. It is so much better to for them to do things that float their boat, that interest them so that they've got something to jump out of bed in the morning. So that it, I think it's very much the same here is try and find something that motivates you. And it might be I don't know, 
tapestry or it might be, um, you know, sort of learning a new NLP course or it might be sort of something about sort of care in the community, giving you qualifications that you could use later on. So whatever floats your boat, whatever, if you can start planning, what am I going to do, so, let's say, for when I get out of here? So choosing sort of something to start, for you to start building on, on, that, um, on that dream. Maybe for a very, very long time, all you've wanted to do is curl up with a good book. Maybe you, it's always been your dream to read the classics. Maybe now is the time for you to churn through the Charles Dickens or the William Shakespeare's or the Emily Brontes. What, it, what is it that you really want to do? And now is an ideal opportunity. No one can judge you for curling up and reading a book. And actually, if they do, shame on them, because this is our opportunity to hunker down, because that's what we are nearly being forced to do, and to embrace that time so that we can push our dreams so that we can fulfill our dreams. Um, and and for me, personal development, I mean, I've got so many self-help books sitting on the, on the shelf. And for me, personal development is a really big one. So what about having a healthy mind? How are you going to make sure that emotionally you are going to be stable, emotionally you've, you've got clarity and that you can actually cope. Because especially if you're a parent, if you are struggling um, as far as your mindset is concerned, your kids will pick up on that. And they too will, will it's a bit like when you walk into a sort of smoky environment, um, that your clothes pick up that, you know, pick up that, that, that sort of smell of smoke. The energy is just the same. So it's a matter of trying to work out what can keep your mind fit and healthy. Now, meditation is always a good one. And I'm appalling at it. And I must admit, the more I try, the worse I get. And what I'm learning is actually guided meditation works for me and little and often. So it might look like daydreaming to some, but that's okay. So it's a matter of just calming the mind because actually when I have the opportunity to do that, that is when when I slow things down intentionally, that's when my creativity starts sparking. So how cool is that? So try some meditation first thing in the morning, maybe midday, whatever, whenever suits you. I've got a little timer um, on my phone now. And it comes, it bings at four o'clock every afternoon. And basically it says space and meditation. And even, even if I just sort of take a deep breath for a minute or two and just sort of shut off everything that I'm doing, and it really does give you the space and just that serenity. Because if we are in a house full of people, it can get noisy, crowded, and sometimes, dare I say it, a little bit suffocating. So have a go at meditation. There are so many good um, apps out there, but there's a lot of free guided meditations on YouTube. So go and hunt them down and see if that sort of if that works for you. I think the thing is with um, our mind as well, and I'm going to do a separate uh, episode on this, but it's trying to remove the um, 
the resentment and the anger and all those sort of festering negative feelings. Oh, it's no so unfair and I blame so-and-so for X, Y, and Z. And and I don't just mean about the coronavirus. I'm really talking about life in general. Are you harboring grudges? Because I tell you what, if you, if you follow Louise Hay or if you know anything about the mind-body connection, anything that we are holding in our mind does indeed manifest as sickness and dis-ease in our body as well. So I would start saying that try and work through some of the rubbish that's going on in your head if you are holding grudges, because it's a good time to do it now, because I think the thing is, is when we are busy, we sort of push all that to one side. Oh, no, no, I don't have time to do that. Oh, no. I And, and it, it sometimes can be... Um, it can be a little bit scary when we actually have to look at what's going on in our heads. So just see see, see what's going on in your mind and what stories you're telling yourself. Because if they're negative, then they're going to have, it's going to have repercussions. I would also say, as far as you are concerned, I, I say many a time, embrace the messiness of you. And I think the thing is, is that we spend so long trying to be perfect. I need to do this. I need to do that. My kids aren't doing it right. And it's all my fault. Or I got up at 9.30 today and I was meant to get up at eight and I was meant to do this. And I'm such a, I'm so hopeless and I can't get things done. And this is, you know, it's all my fault and I'm rubbish at it. Do you hear this? This is what I call moaning myrtle. Let's get rid of moaning myrtle. For any of you that follow Harry Potter, she's that um, the 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 whiny old ghost in the Ladies Lose who just talks like that the whole time. And the thing is, is that the more you listen to it, the worse you feel. And I would say that a lot of us are doing the moaning myrtle in our own head. And it's about time to let that go. It's about time to embrace the messiness, the wonderfulness of you. And yeah, we, we, we might not be perfect, but that's okay. And I think the thing is, is that especially at this time, I think we need to relax the rules. I think we need to appreciate that we are doing the very, very best that we can, given the circumstances that we're in. So like who you see in the mirror, because, or if you don't quite like them quite yet, then give them a break. And another thing is unplug regularly. And this is sort of the, the irony of this isn't wasted on me. For the last, oh, I don't know how long we've been telling our kids, take get off your devices and don't do this and don't do that. And you go, go outside and do something healthy or go out and see your friends or blah, 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 blah. And I think the thing is, is that, um, yeah, that's true to an extent. But also, because we are confined to barracks so much now, we are tending to rely on technology a lot more. Um, which, yeah, it's jokes on the adults, really, isn't it? But I think the thing is, is that we still need to remember to unplug. We still need to remember, yeah, curl up with a good book. Yeah, it's sort of, you know, learn a new language. And and possibly, possibly that's, um, you know, we we have to do that through um, through technology. But I mean, when sort of when I'm saying about especially you know, in this time of isolation, maybe we are very reliant on our devices, but perhaps not peering at a, that screen the whole time. Um, and 
just get out into nature for well that 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 bit's sort of coming next but it's just remember remember to unplug and maybe play a board game get a pack of cards out maybe do your art maybe do your yoga whatever it is just remember i would suggest one hour on and then one hour off and see how that goes and then finally the healthy body because of, as I've touched on, it's we've got the mind-body connection and um, everything is interlinked. Mother Nature is a wonderful thing. Our body is very, very sophisticated and we really do need to sort of keep everything ticking over mentally and physically. So find out what it is that sort of that... that um, you enjoy doing. I mean, I, I am now getting on the yoga mat every single day. Um, it was something that I was fully intending to do, but in the surreal world, I was finding lots of excuses that I was far too busy to do it. And oh, I just had to go and visit so-and-so, or I just had a meeting, or I just had X, Y, and Z. But now there are very, very few excuses. So every time I get on, and sometimes I don't feel like it. I mean, you know, and, and I get that. But as soon as my sort of feet hit the mat, my body is just going, thank you. And my mind is doing the same. And um, I, I was, I was just, I sort of curled up. I, I do um, yoga with Adrian who um, has a YouTube channel, and it's fabulous. And today, actually, I wasn't doing terribly much. I, I was following her instructions, and I was wrapped up in a blanket. And, and that, too, was creating the space that I needed. But um, I'm fortunate enough, or <laughs> depends how you look at it, unfortunate enough to have a rowing machine. So I sort of, I would do that, do a bit of cardio every other day or something like that, just to keep it all ticking over. My darling husband is, um, he's a mammal, a middle-aged man in Lycra, and he loves and needs to sort of get out on a bike. And, and he, it's his choice not to go out on the roads at the minute because his view is if he does fall off or if they do have an accident, that would just be an extra strain on the NHS, which he doesn't want to do. So he is choosing to self-isolate. So Every day he's virtually going up the Pyrenees or, you know, through the Alps and things like that. So um, and, and, and the wonderful thing is, is that he's got a bike here and, and he's, got, he's able to um, watch a big screen so he can see the virtual countryside and the, the mountains as, he's sort of, as he cycles through them. Would I thank you for that? No, thanks. That really isn't my cup of tea. But then... I, for him, yoga isn't strenuous enough. So, you know, the thing is, is it's finding out that thing that you love doing. There are apps there, she says, don't rely too much on technology, but there are apps that do seven minute workout, which is sort of high impact and it's brilliant. Um, and it's just, it, we have to sort of do maybe encourage the kids and create an obstacle course either in the front room or in the in the garden or do a circuit training you know there's um i follow someone who who does circuit training in the backyard and um you know and and maybe you don't have weights well use a can of beans or or a, a you know sort of thing of a large bottle of water but whatever it is there are ways of keeping fit and i know i know that sometimes it's the last thing you want to do but once the endorphins get going, you can turn into your very own gym bunny or home bunny or whatever you want to call it. Do eat healthily. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done, but we still need um, our fresh fruit and veg. I mean, that goes without saying. Um, and it's even if it's, sort of, you know, making soups and stuff like that, just 
try and keep your your diet as healthy as possible because a, a life of sort of takeaways and pizzas is is not going to sort of serve you. And I saw a meme on um, Facebook the other day, which was basically saying, now get into your jeans sort of once or twice a week, because when you're in your sweatpants, you don't actually feel the midriff expanding. And I tell you what, that's quite good advice. So um, it just, we we get lulled into a sort of false sense of security if we're not too careful. Drink plenty of water. Um, plenty, plenty, plenty. And they say sort of, what is it? Two, three liters, something like that is quite a lot. You spend your half your time going to the loo, which is, is, you know, until your body adjusts, which might not be very good in this loo sort of shortage, but Hey, get over it because your body needs this. Your body needs, especially if we're quite sedentary, there are so many toxins going around in our body. So we need to keep sort of rinsing everything through. So plenty of water because that keeps the mind as well as the body clear. What I also implore you to do is get a, get enough sleep. Um, when when one sort of day goes into the next, we tend to sort of have sort of you know late nights and benching too many sort of um, box sets or whatever on Netflix. Try and uh, I you know routine is a, is is a great one, but try and have um, enough sleep because sleep is, especially if you've got teenagers as well, teenagers need nine to 10 hours sleep, which is way more than, um, you know, than adults need. And that is because their brains are rewiring. That's because their brains are work in progress. And there is so much effort going into their development. Um, And I might do another episode on sort of the teen sort of um, brain development. But um, just remember that we need a lot of sleep and our previous regimes have been denying us this. So maybe just do yourself a kindness and and set the alarm um, if you indeed need to set the alarm, but set it for an hour later because you are actually doing yourself a kindness. And we need this. Our body needs to heal. Our body needs to be strong um, so that it can cope with um, whatever life throws at it. And that may indeed be sort of fending off the coronavirus. So all of what I'm saying to you is all about self-care and it is all prepping you to be in the tip-top condition that you need to be in, should you indeed, because they reckon that possibly sort of by the end of this, um, half of the population will have been um you know, subjected to um infection. So we need to be as strong mentally and physically as we can be so that we can fend off um, unwanted sort of bugs and viruses. And if you can, if you can get out into Mother Nature, even if you, you know, sort of standing on a balcony, opening the window, getting out in the garden, going sort of for a run, um, whatever it is, take the dog for a walk. I know Boris is busy telling us, that's the UK Prime Minister, is telling us that we um, can only go out sort of once. Well, yeah, but still do, still do, if you can, um, to get as Mother Nature is a wonderful thing. It's springtime here in the UK and she is just getting on with it. And the daffodils are coming out and the blossoms are coming out and we need to sort of... <laughs> hug a tree. We need to be be able to watch Mother Nature in all her glory. And that is, um, that, that's just, that, that's just sort of one of the ways for strengthening your resolve, I think. So the long and short of this is look after yourself, 
take care, um, healthy mind and body. You owe it to your family, definitely, but more to the point, you owe this to yourself because we need to be in tip-top condition for when we are allowed out, for when we are going to embrace the big wide world again. But also in the meantime, whilst you are here and maybe stuck at home, you owe this to yourself so that you can give freely to others as well. So they get the very best of you rather than just the crumbs of what's left. So as always, this comes with very, very much love and I'll speak to you again. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times, and I believe that it takes a village to raise a child, and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes, and a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.